hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. And Caleb, we just wrapped up Bags trip number two. How are you feeling tonight? Um, I'm ready to get back to, like, Arrowhead and Oxdale. Um, rough trip. Rough trip for sure as far as golf went. Um. I'll disagree hey, with you happens. slightly, but we'll we'll get to that. I'll disagree with you just slightly for my end, but but one hole, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But um, anyways, yeah, we just wrapped it up. It was a it was a good trip, good golf. Um, <laughs> despite what Caleb has said, we had some some good experiences out there, one way or another. Uh, I was able to meet Teed in person for the first time in my life, which is crazy. Felt like I knew him as soon as he showed up. It was the same old Teed, same guy that you guys hear on the podcast was the guy that uh, I got the opportunity to meet and play golf with and have a couple beers with and, um, you know, all, all the good stuff throughout the weekend. So glad that we were able to to do that. I'm glad that we're, we're back home, back in action with, with everything here. I have an exciting round coming up this week. It's uh, become a tradition around my birthday to – play a, a nicer course with uh, with my dad so we're doing that on thursday so looking forward to to that and then yeah man it's just it's fourth of july next week which is crazy to say this year has been flying by no fourth of july is a big deal for you and your family um so you know we'll clearly touch on on some of that as well um but yeah let's go ahead and get into it uh we we went to we went up to ann arbor area more kind of in the Northville area is kind of where we stayed. Um, so I'd say about halfway between Ann Arbor, Detroit, um, if, if you were kind of looking at a map um, there. And we were the first, we went to Yipsy, Ypsilanti. I don't know how they uh, pronounce it, uh, but it's kind of where Eastern Michigan is because we played the Eastern Michigan course, which is Eagle Crest Golf Club. It was raining from the time that we got in the car until we were on about hole 12 maybe maybe a little sooner hole than 13 that. for sure hole 13 yeah so it was uh it was a, a rainy round and you know we i don't know caleb how, how, how do you let's just talk about the back nine first how do you how do you feel about the front nine it was in it was in rain um and how, how'd you feel about the the, the good old front to start things off yeah i mean i love the course like don't get anything that i say past this i i did love the course um it was a really cool layout a uh, really cool setting um it was intriguing to say the least to see where some of the uh the ncaa pins or ncaa <laughs> t boxes were um being that they were kind of placed in the middle of previous holes fairways at times it seemed like um yeah, it was weird. But yeah, over overlooking the water, um, you know, elevation change, like there was a lot of cool things to be said about um Eagle Crest. Um at the turn there were these phenomenal, you know, pretzel <laughs> sticks or pretzel bite, whatever they were. Um, and then yeah, the back nine was more of the same of the front nine. Um front nine was a lot more wooded. Um, back nine was a little more open. Um, but being open, it had a lot more water. So um, yeah. it was a little bit of a, a compare and contrast there. 
as far as that goes. But yeah, man, love the course. I was telling T like I would love to go there like late August, maybe early September to where, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit cooler. The the leaves are going to change just a little bit, but you're still going to get the rolls and the rollouts. Um hopefully the greens wouldn't be as <laughs> lightning fast as they were. That was incredible. Dude, um, I don't know. <laughs> the fact that it was a downpour the whole day, like I don't know much about the golf landscaping and and all of that stuff, but man, they always say on TV like when it's raining like the greens run a little slower and all that stuff yeah. and it's like yeah, well, if that's their slowest, then boy, yeah. I wonder what a hot summer day looks like out there. Yeah, I mean, we got there um, 15, 20 minutes early, it felt like. We went down and hit a couple balls. Um, I went up to the putting green, and I was just curious how the green would react to me just dropping a ball. Um, and I could see that it was a just very slight, slight downhill to the practice hole um, that I was going to be putting towards. And so when I dropped the ball straight down, um it rolled like six feet yeah. and i was like oh boy we are <laughs> we are in for a treat um and then i set the next one down um you literally gave it a tap as if you know if we were here i would have like a two inch you know a two inch putt and that yeah. sucker rolled about eight feet and like three feet by the hole <laughs> so it was um very very challenging on the greens that's for sure yeah it was uh it was a challenge definitely something that you and i are not used to um and a lot of the courses that we play one of the you know the, the course ironwood that i play like i feel like that's faster greens compared to the normal stuff that we uh play but yeah i've never there's only one other time that i've experienced greens that quick and the, the other time was when uh we went to Pleasant Run a couple of years ago and they had cut it to like a 13 or something. Ridiculous had the fresh like blade. <laughs> yeah. Had the fresh blade. And um, that was, uh, we, we like, we were the later afternoon tea time of the day that they cut the grass that way. And, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, that was an experience for sure. But outside of that, I don't play fast screens like that. And I don't know, like I, probably could be better about getting on the practice screen, but because I'm working through so much with driver and, and some of my, you know, ball striking and stuff like before around, I'm usually trying to get that in tune first. So I didn't get an opportunity other than you telling me like, Oh dude, these are going to be fast. So yeah, on that first hole, I was just off of the green on my, uh, I had to take my medicine a little bit after my tee shot and chip into the uh, fairway. But on my third shot, I was just off the green, so did a little Texas wed action action there. And I thought, you know, I had the line. I thought I had everything, and it just blew right past it, like no questions. I thought asked. it was, was going like, in the water. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so this is ridiculously fast. So uh, it was a little wake up call there, but yeah, man, I've uh, that course was was hard for sure. Um, had to hit the right spots. Not a good day to miss your driver right which I was experiencing quite a bit that day. Um, so it made my round a little more difficult on myself. Um, but I did get a birdie on hole three, first birdie of the day for the group, I think, right? Because mm -hmm. the other right. came on later. Um, but yeah, I was able to get that. And then two holes later, got a, a 10 or 12, depending on uh, what rules you, you follow out there. If you follow the double par rules or if you follow you know, normal strokes, 
uh, counting there. Uh, Teed gave me a 10, but <laughs> we yeah. had a 12 on the scorecard. Um, so that was pretty rough. That was just a blow up hole for the both of us, but mine was just three strokes worse. So, yeah, I had a nine. That was a, that was a fun hole for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, like, so I ended up shooting a hundred, 102. I, again, depending on how you count those strokes there on the 10 or 12, uh, but either way, you know, shot, shot over a hundred and, uh, didn't. I don't know. I, I felt like I should have shot worst almost. Like that's just how bad I felt like I played that day where it was like, oh, I'm surprised it's only 102 or I'm surprised it's I feel only that. 100. Um, it just felt like a much longer day. Um, and I put myself in some pretty bad spots. But um, let's get to it, Caleb. Let's get, get to it. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about the front nine, I uh, would love to get your thoughts on the back nine and anything exciting that happened there. Uh, let's see. Front nine, I think I shot an an even fifty, maybe. I'll I'll have to go back to to check on that. But nonetheless, I haven't shot fifty in probably two, two and a half years. Um, and I did it twice yeah. this weekend. So <laughs> uh so that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. I was fine with forgetting that front nine. Um, just moving on to the back nine and um got kind of fed up with how I was, how I was playing around the greens. Um, that was really a, a thing that, that bothered me. Um, I'll, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like usually my chipping is what saves me. Um, but it seemed like all weekend it, it's kind of what killed me. Um, and that's something that I, I don't think I've ever experienced um, going back to even like starting school or starting golf in school. Um, so that, that really shocked me and that kind of, drove me to um maybe release my club in different ways a couple times <laughs> um but yeah whole what 12 or 13 i think um par four a little bit of a dog leg to the right not a ton um hit my drive and sliced it into the trees uh, didn't go very far into the trees. It was kind of just like a row separating, um, the next fairway in that one, um, told myself, Hey, like, let's just get it out into the fairway. Let's advance it a little bit. There was a hill on the left side of the fairway. So in my head, I was thinking, Hey, I can run it up the hill a little bit and it'll come back down into the fairway. No issue. Um, I've hit a punch shot with a little bit of a fade on it plenty of times in my life. So that was not a new shot for me. Um, thought yeah we'll be fine uh hit it it clipped one leaf and then a branch and then a tree and it bounced it back towards me it that shot probably only went about 30 yards which left me about 145 left um i think you had the cart maybe at the time so i was still pretty pissed off that that happened so i'm like i'm just gonna do the exact same shot I don't really care where it goes. It's, it is what it is. Um, so 145 did the exact same shot and I thought it was going to be way long based on how it was flying, but, um, I'm just, I'm assuming the, the wet ground kind of slowed it up, uh, leading up towards the grass or towards the green. Um, and then it gets on the green and the green kind of like has a little bit of a hump, um, not a very big one, but it had a hump right in the middle. So I could see everything for sure 
on the front half. Um, and I could see most of the flag or, you know, what I thought was most of the flag, if not all the flag, you know, over on that other side of the hill. And I think you and Teed were talking, so I don't even know if you guys actually saw this. Um, but the ball was rolling. It started to curve towards the hole, and I thought, okay, it's, you know, it's six feet by. Um, and then the ball disappears, and I was far enough away that the – I heard – I saw the ball disappear, and then I heard a clink. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no way that just went in. <laughs> There's no shot, dude. There's no way. And I'm thinking, okay, it hit the flag – decent luck it probably you know rolled off into the fringe and didn't go screaming into the rough um I look back at you guys you know like hey did you guys like I think that just went in and like I was like I the ball disappeared I don't know where the ball is and sure enough get up there drive up there we don't see a ball on the green I'm looking beyond the hole because I don't want to believe it like there's no way that it happened and then all of a sudden I'm like, I mean, I, I have to, I have to look and sure enough, it was right there at the bottom. Yep. So 145 yard birdie at that point, um, <laughs> wish it would have been an Eagle, but still that is, that is the longest shot that I've ever hold out. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was amazing to, to see that after the fact, yes, T did not, I don't even remember what T and I were talking about. We were uh, hanging back a, a little bit because I think we were, in similar spots, him off the tee, me off my third shot or something like that. Because again, not a good round. Anyways, um, so yeah, we were kind of talking about whatever we had. We had kind of seen like what had happened on the second shot, so you know we weren't thinking anything of it. You know, par threes and stuff like that. Like you're you're a little more attentive to what's going to go on after you hit the ball into the green or whatever. So we weren't really thinking about it. And sure enough, yeah, we, we roll up there not seeing anything. Um, I was like, Caleb, I messed this up before. You talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks back. Go check the hole. I'm not even going to get remotely close to it. You go have your moment if it's there. And sure enough, it was. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was good to see. Awesome to see. I, I don't know if it's – like, I don't know how you feel. I feel like I would be – excited but also frustrated because that's like a that's a par three distance where you're like of course the time that i hold out from 145 like most par threes that we play are about that distance anyway so it's just right. like you know and you it can was do a it. punch cut with and it was yeah it's like uh, amazing but also like damn it on a on a par four or not or you know on yeah. a on a birdie shot but either way uh very exciting and and that was that led to to your birdie on the day uh, and then Teed had a birdie later on. So it was good to everybody had a, a birdie on the day. Um, everybody hold out from off the green, yours being the furthest out by far. Uh, but Teed had a, had a shot just off the green. And then on the 18th hole, I was able to chip up on there and for, I think, seven. <laughs> I think it wasn't a part. <laughs> yeah. No, it was I for, think it was a six. It was a six. Yeah, it was a double. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, tee shots and just uh bad places uh all all over the course that day but but yeah overall good rounds uh, ended up i think it worked out for us that the that it was rainy and that the course was not busy we were talking about it there was a twosome in front of us that was you know playing pretty you know i wouldn't say fast golf but ready golf right like they were they were at least a hole ahead of us if not more at, at some points throughout the round 
and nobody pushing us on the back. Like I, I don't even know if there's anybody within three or four holes of us. It felt like, like there was. So when, when we were on 13, there was a group teeing off on 10, but I think that was the only people that were behind us. So, because I didn't see them again until we were on like 17. So, so yeah, it was, it was, that was nice. uh, Given the, I, I guess most people weren't crazy enough to go out and play in the rain all day, but, um, overall, like, a fun time um i would say there and um and then yeah i think it led into you know did the did the dinner and all that other good stuff that night and then led into we went and played uh rackham which is a, a course uh by donald ross it is kind of more towards the detroit area for sure um it is actually the 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 way that we found it is that teed had watched the tourist sauce by um, no laying up and they had a Detroit episode last summer, I think. And they had primarily played at Detroit golf club for like their match or whatever. Uh, But then they played Rackham uh, as a part of that uh, part of that episode. So that's kind of where we got the inspiration from. I personally, I think I enjoyed it the most out of us three. Um, Personally, I don't know if that's because I've played compared to handicaps i played the best out of us three so i don't know if that has anything to do with it um but i was i I like the the layout of it um we we can get more into the the round itself but i know that it was very busy and it was like there was a point that we were on a t-box for 20 minutes maybe more the three group back up and then i don't know if you noticed but the backup only grew behind us so there i think there was like four groups waiting while we were teeing off oh yeah definitely was not thinking about that in the middle of my swing on a 200 yard par three <laughs> definitely was yeah. not thinking about having a crowd around me yeah it, it was getting pretty backed up and i think part of that was and i think part of your frustration with that course specifically was where the length was on on certain holes and they had at least on the back nine two par threes that were 200 plus and that was i mean we were playing the back tees on um on that course but even from like the middle tees the white tees there it was still like a 180 190 like it wasn't like a huge difference between the two so most people when they go play golf yes you can say all the things you want about play the tees that you know but you can have that argument all day. Most people go and play the white tees if they're if they're a male and they're um, that's just what you do most times, right? So we're talking about people that probably <laughs> look like they've played golf <laughs> once or twice in their life playing from the white tees on a. I mean, you just can't do much. Like, you, there's no appropriate way to lay up. Like, you you want to go for it. It's a par three you can't really lay up on it necessarily and if you hit a good shot like you risk hitting somebody Um, but most people and us included miss the green on that hole because it is very difficult so then that results in backup after backup because then people are you know on a par three putting for double bogey most of the time right so a little frustrating there Um, but what were your thoughts on on the course itself and uh, the experience we had that yeah, so again, played terrible, in my opinion, uh, on that course. There was a couple I, – I had good shots throughout the round, which that was what was probably the most frustrating is like 
the inconsistency that I've had or that I had all weekend. Like a lot, I was telling Teed, um, had I been like shooting, you know, double bogeys and, you know, all of that, like the whole time, like I'll just get, like I could get over that. But there'd be holes where, you know, I would have a birdie putt and then I bogey or like have a birdie putt and then I par. But then on the next hole, I hit a nine on a par three because I chipped five times. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was the inconsistency that I had was so frustrating. Um, I was also told, telling you guys, like, for me, that course, um, like, it couldn't make up its mind whether it wanted to be short or whether it wanted to be long. Um, Cause like we just talked about, like the 200 yard par threes, like, which had we saw those at Eagle Crest, like it wouldn't have bothered me because that's what we were, you know, the course that was, was longer. Like we were, yeah. if we were playing 6,500 yards, I think, and it felt like it, but at the Donald Ross course, we were playing six, we were playing 64, but it felt like it was supposed to be like a 58. And mm-hmm. I think the distance came from the angles of the fairways which we can hit it over more often than not so you know we turned it into a probably 60 100 6200 course as opposed to that you know what on the scorecard was that 65 so uh, it it was frustrating me because yes i didn't play well but also just because like i felt like the course couldn't make up its mind and yeah that was something that kind of threw me for a loop and then, you know, waiting, like I am not a patient person. I love golf, but I want to be done with golf. Like give me a three hour, 18 holes and I'm done like that. I'm good. I've had my fix. Yeah. Um, and that round ended up being what five and a half, almost six is, uh, is what it. I think it was four and a half, almost five. Maybe four and a half, almost five. Okay. Yeah, maybe, it but just still, felt I mean, longer. it was, it yeah. felt it could have went a lot quicker. Um, and again, we were at a tee box for twenty minutes. Like right. there was a couple of moments like that where, you know, I I think part of the day, like there was only a couple times where like there were maybe five or six holes where I felt like we were waiting on the tee box like for longer than we needed to on a Saturday morning. Um, but some of it was like normal Saturday morning public course stuff right like some of it was like that that's what you would experience at almost any course at that level um but but yeah there was i don't know that we would have experienced getting hit at three times but (sighs) i specifically almost was hit three times yeah and with no four being yelled and like this may be a question for the twitter just so I can feel better about myself, but like, don't you, wouldn't you wait until the group in front of you has cleared the green and like moved away from the green? Like that's what I've always like had in my mind was, okay, yeah, they're off the green, but I'm not going to go pin hunting or I'm not going to go green hunting when they're still only eight steps off the green. And that happened twice, let alone the first time I was in the middle of the fairway and I, that time I was almost hit twice just on that hole alone. So I had four different balls flying at me. Um, and each time that guy was like, Oh, sorry. Like, okay. If you're sorry, then you, 
Uh, one time, I'll let you have. Two times, uh, let, hey, let's be a little bit more aware. The third time, man, if I am not a confrontational person, but I was really about to be a confrontational person after that yeah. third time. No, it was – so I was – at that course, I, I rode solo that day. So I was in different positions from, from you guys, clearly, uh, being in the carts there. And um, so I never was in the danger zone necessarily on those occasions, but I very clearly saw you guys in the danger, danger zone, and it wasn't like – I say that to mean like it wasn't your guys' fault. Like, that dude was going way too quick to like yeah. in his and it was the same guy yeah same exact person every time um and yeah same exact response and it's like yell for but also have some self-awareness that you're not you're not pen hunting dude you, your dispersion is very wide and being right off the green like that not a not a good time to do that um so yeah i mean listen i i, I try to give people Again, yeah, try to give them benefit of the doubt sometimes, but when it happens three times, it felt like in a row. It was just like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? It, it, it and we'll be the first to admit, like, we are not professional golfers. Like, no. we have below average golfers podcasts. Like, yeah. and had somebody, like, had I actually said something, which I thought about saying, like, I was, I was going to say, listen, dude, like, I'm not a pro. I'm not going to ever say where somebody should be hitting but you've got to stop. Like uh -huh. you are hitting it all over the yard. Yeah. Like, and the way that I know we really, we really shouldn't have been in the way most of the time was because of how Teed was driving the golf cart and he was going literally point A to point B yeah. the whole day. And I know that because he probably could have missed a couple like waves in the fairway or holes in the fairway that we smoked, but it was like, it was still, it was a to B. If we were going to the green, there was no way that he was stopping on that line. If we were going from the green to the tee box, he had a direct path. Yeah. So it's not like we were taking funky angles to get, you know, on the other side of the green or on the other side of the tee box. Like it was literally point a to point B and like he, he, the guy almost hit the group in front of us twice yes. because we were waiting on that tee box. Yeah. Dude. And, uh, that again, I'm, he had I'm, a Michigan state shirt on and I can tell you from firsthand experience, that is the worst that I have ever seen a Michigan state person treat others. <laughs> I've, I've been to their campus. I went to their football game against Indiana a few years back. They were some of the most hospitable people that I, I would never expected from another big 10 school, but they were awesome. Like we had everybody asking us, Hey, do you guys want to, you know, we see you're from out of town. Do you want to grill out with us? Like, I can't tell you how many times I was asked if I wanted a beer, like genuinely, not just like somebody making fun of the fact that we were Indiana people. Like this was legit. A good friend is from, or is Michigan state fan. So I, I can see where Michigan state people are good people. But that dude was awful. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it definitely added frustration to it. it. Added frustration to it. I've had my moments of confrontation on the, on the course, and I decided to 
choose peace this time around because I've, you know, I, I didn't feel great about it after the fact. But there was one time I almost got hit by a ball and I was like, dude, yell four. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't count. like, I don't know. I, I kind of wasn't my, the best version of myself, I should say. And I, I decided to treat it differently this time. And I'm glad I did. But also like learn some self-awareness. Like, I was like, say- I learned some self-awareness. You learned some self-awareness yeah. too. There, uh, there was one particular question on the second hole that we asked Teed, and had we gotten a different answer, I think I probably would have would have reacted a different way. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably added to my same making peace with not saying. Yeah, the if <laughs> if you know us, we can tell you about it. I'm not going to talk about it on here. No. But uh, yeah, had that. Had there been a different answer from Teed on the second might hole, a, might have had a little bit more. Okay, I'm gonna say something to this guy. Got to bite the tongue um, a little, little extra. But yeah. So, all in all, it was a good weekend of hanging with the boys. Um, golf was far less favorable, but. Um, hey, we gotta. I, yeah. I gotta. I gotta shout myself out slightly. I had an opportunity to break ninety. Um, yeah. I choked on it. That's okay. That's what, that's what happens sometimes. Um, I went into the 18th. Uh, it was a par 71. I went into the 18th uh, hole saying, bogey or better. Bogey or better. That's, that's all I need to break 90. I've broken 90. Or, yeah, I've broken 90 once in my life at an easier course. This was much more difficult, I'd say, than the, the course that I had broken 90 at before. Um, it's been a while since I've done that. I haven't played a lot of 18 hole rounds this year. So my, my really, my only experience playing 18 holes was shooting a hundred the day before. So I, I've had a lot of, you know, nine, nine hole, or I think I've had one, one or two other 18 hole um, experiences this year, but like th- that was fresh off. Like, okay, I just shot a hundred and two. Like it's, uh, I'm not feeling too great. And then to go into it, on the 18th tee box and be like, all right, play smart. Let's get bogey or less. And then I three putt, <laughs> three putt, uh, missed the, just barely missed the bogey putt to, to break 90 it was a little frustrating, but I was happy. Uh, I went back and looked at my 18 birdies. I hit one green in regulation the entire day and was still able to post a 90. So I, I felt pretty good about that. Um, Cause I feel like my chipping has gotten a little, it has made some progress um just getting a little more experience with it my putting again was a little inconsistent given the the greens but i just feel like i've been a little little better around it and then of course kept myself out of penalties most of the day i think there was one or two holes one one hole specifically i had my my slice made a return from the day before um and i and i lost the ball there but i can't remember if i had another one that day um, so it felt pretty good about that. Cause that usually gets me in some, some serious trouble there. Yeah. And I was like, I, I do not mean this in a bad way, but I was like shocked with how good your chipping was. I felt over the, over the weekend, like there was a lot of times where, you know, you didn't put yourself in a great spot and you were forced to kind of like, okay, Hey, we got to react with a certain chip or we got to read this the right way. And like, I would say for the most part, you had everything that you had chipped onto the green was probably like eight feet or less. And, you know, knowing your game, knowing where it was last year, like I would have expected, okay, yeah, he's going to get a few inside three feet 
he's going to get a few inside eight feet, but they're probably going to run, mm-hmm. you know, just because he, he's just not used to it yet. But like, it seemed pretty dialed. So I was, I was happy to see that as far as, you know, as your golf game went, just because, you know, like we've talked about, I think we're, for the most part, we're all turning leaves on our golf games. Yeah. Um, and as humbling as this last weekend was, like there were some strides taken and I felt like that was definitely one for you, which is huge. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And I felt, I felt the same way. Cause I've, I've, um, you know, through the off season, we've talked about it. Like it was more about changing the swing and like getting some of that stuff figured out. And there's just not a lot. Scott's talked about it. There's not a lot that you can do in the off season to focus on your chipping. You know, you can chip off a mat. It's not the same. The club doesn't react the same, all that. Right. Um, I don't have a, a big, you know, chipping green or anything accessible for me every day of the week versus, you know, I have a net and a, and a hitting mat that I can work on ball striking and driver and all that good stuff from time to time. Um, so, you know, I've, I've started to look more into the, I think chipping is probably the, like people say to avoid YouTube videos for swing tips and stuff like that. But I think chipping is maybe the exception there. Um, as far as some of the tips on it, if, if you listen to the right people. Right. Um, and I revisited a video I found a long time ago. Um, and I've just been working on that and the opportunities that I do have. And then just using some of those tips, um, around the green. And I feel like they've been working. I'm trying to be more, more consistent with it. Wait forward. Some of that little stuff that even you've, you know, helped me with as well. Um, so yeah, feeling, feeling good about that part. Um, driver, I feel like I turned to leave on a little bit on um from friday into saturday so i'm hoping that i can i'm just still working through it man it's it's a it's a mental battle right now with the with the driver a little bit i've I've had some very confident rounds had some very not like just terrible rounds with it um and i'm trying to to even that out a little bit and ball striking will always be um a battle of uh it depends on the day but either way um good weekend uh we did not get any putt putt or par three courses in but I think part of that was because how long the <laughs> how long the rounds were. Um, yeah, that and the weather. Yeah, the weather too um, had a factor into that. But overall, um, a good weekend. Glad that we went up to to Michigan. Uh, Teed dropped the ball on something, but we we got a little revenge. Uh, I I I lent you know a hand a little bit and said, you know what? Hey, listen, I'll I'll wear a Michigan hat to dinner because Teed brought a. Uh, size two uh two small last minute golf polo <laughs> to the to the course and i was like hey, that you're not gonna want to see me in this shirt <laughs> um and so- you know we did create a new game um yes. i which i felt like was it turned out to be a lot better than i expected i'm not gonna lie so yeah. um both of our 18 hole rounds we broke them up into six holes each um we played net stroke play um the both days on the first six holes, uh, we played Nate, Net Stableford. Um, the second two or the second uh, set of six holes, and then created a game that we're going to call Bagaford. Um, a lot of inspiration came from Stableford, but um, just kind of added our own little twist to it. So we added more points um, to some of the totals. Um, if you chipped in, you got you know a certain amount of points, but if you three putted, you got more negative points. Um, if you hit a ball OB or if you lost it, or if it was in the water, um, 
you know, kind of points for all. And both days, Teed ended up winning the net stroke play. Um, we settled on just eight total points for that. Um, net Stableford was a lot closer. Um, and I think that, you know, kind that kind of went how I expected it to as far as, you know, our scores there. But then we got to, you know, Baggerford and, you know, it really, it really evened things out. It, you know, that very first day, it kind of cut um, Teed's points in half. So what we thought or what I thought it was going to be a blowout after day one, um, we, I was, I personally was only down by five points. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Owen had, I think it was zero five and Teed maybe had eight or nine. Um, so that gave me a little bit of hope knowing that like, Hey, like, I really don't feel like I'm playing that well, um, going into tomorrow. Like we still, you know, I still have a chance to quote unquote, win the weekend. Um, and then we get to hole 16, um, on the second day at Rackham. Um, and I think at that point it was a one point game between T and I, and then you were really close behind us. Um, I kind of threw it away on the 17th when I had a nine on a par three. Um, and then we got to the 18th and let's see, you get, I think you were what, four points away, five points away, something like that. Yeah. And I, then think five. I was six or seven. Um, and then it was possible the way that we had been playing, yeah. um, the way that we had been counting three, you know, three putts as, as you know extra points or extra negatives i guess um it really was going to be anybody's hole now t well, stepped up to the plate yeah. really well and you know got on the i think he was just short of the green maybe and then chipped on and and knocked it in for his victory but i mean even then i wasn't in a great spot and you probably had a more favorable lie but you know the three putt right like it had it attacked us all at one point today or that day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it got you on the 18th. And so was still, um, you know, I didn't feel like I was ever out of it besides right after I hit the nine on, on the par three. Well, that was the thing that I enjoyed not only bag of her, but also the way that we split it up and also incorporating net score, like makes it more enjoyable for me as well. Cause you know, I, my handicap dropped, which was nice given the, the round that I had on, on Saturday, but I'm, I was sitting at 17, 17.6, I think was what I had, um, versus, you know, you were 9.6 or 9.3, yeah, something like that. And then Teed was like 11, which that's the biggest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll, we'll have to revisit Teed's handicap at, at some point because. He sure did not play like an 11 two days in a row. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, um, either way, like it, it, had, it gave me the opportunities to uh, be a part of it. But then also, like, yeah, going into the 18th hole, like I wasn't really thinking about that as much because I was so focused on like, all right, I can break 90 here. Like, what do I need to do? Um, and yeah, had T went in and double bogeyed or, um three putt double bogey or something like that like we're 100 percent in if i birdie or par or whatever like there's so many opportunities there and i think that it's definitely we definitely if you ever try out our rule 
excuse me, if you ever try out our rules of Baggerford, definitely track it in the moment as you go because it's a lot easier to keep up with it because Caleb spent yeah. like 15 minutes at lunch after the first day. Me and Teed for, finished our burgers and fries and all that good stuff, and Caleb's food sitting there while he's figuring out the Baggerford scoring um after the fact but either way like if you track it as it goes on it's pretty exciting and you don't even have to track it net for it to um yeah for it to be fair like i felt like that was fair with gross scoring there yeah and i felt like had we played that the whole time like the scores probably would have been similarly close just because all of us have a blow-up hole and that blow-up hole really gets you and it really makes it even so you know i was telling you guys like it turned out a lot better than i expected one yeah. And two, that's something that, like, I can play with pretty much anybody and, you know, be fine. Because, like, my dad, yeah, he'll get probably bogey or double bogey. Um, most holes, you know, he'll throw in the par or the birdie every now and then. But if he's consistently hitting bogey or double bogey, like, that's still going to keep him in the like in the game when I'm, okay, yeah, I – I may have parred it, but I, it was a three putt par or, you know, I may have had a bogey, but it was a three putt bogey. So especially at Arrowhead, cause I can reach, you know, we both can reach Arrowhead mm-hmm. multiple holes. So, and with how I putt, like there's, <laughs> it's fair game. Yeah. So I really felt like it's a game that you can play straight up and it doesn't matter what your handicap is. Now, obviously, if you have somebody that's like a 25 and they're at best getting a double bogey across the whole round, then, yeah, probably it's not going to be that fun. But, like, even our dispersion of handicaps, like, it it was still fairly even. I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited to get back to playing that probably around here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the scores will be a little bit different as far as that goes. But, yeah, I mean, I – I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think we, we came up with something pretty good there. No, oh, yeah, it, it's a ton of fun. I And I was telling you before we even, like, went, went off for the weekend was um, I never played Stableford, so, like, I wasn't completely familiar with it. Um, but after playing that, but then also after playing, like, playing both and, again, taking net into consideration and then um, taking just, you know, straight up scores in, in consideration as well, like, I'd play Baggerford every day if I could. Like, it's just, you can keep your own score, you do your own thing, but yeah, you have those little elements where it's like, don't three-putt, uh, but if you chip in, that's two points, but if your ball goes in the water, that's, you know, negative two, get a hole-in-one, you're just going to end up winning the thing. Like, there's, you know, good opportunity and just makes it fun and, and exciting as well. Um, so I, I, I am looking forward to playing that uh, more often, for sure. Now, fully understanding how Stableford works and uh, having the per- preference Agaford for sure. So, good job there. Good job by you for sure. Um, anything else you want to shout out on uh, the the bags trip number two? Congrats to congrats to Teed. He won. He gets the trophy. Or he wanted me to hang up a Michigan hat in my house somewhere. Or <laughs> I don't know. But congrats to Teed on that. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to want to share in regards to uh, the bags trip number two? Looking forward to the number three. Yeah. Try to try to get back and get some revenge for sure. Um, man, that one that one stung a little bit. But yeah. Um I think we we learned from 
from the wives that we'll have to be a little bit more careful when we pick our next location um, as far as stuff for them to do. Um, but, you know, this was a pretty good one. And, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I, I'm i glad that we went up there. Um, I'm glad that we, we made the trip to the courses that we did. I would definitely go back for golf purposes for sure. Um, yeah, other elements maybe not, but that's okay. Um, we also were – the funny thing about this whole trip was that, you know, we were going up to see Teed and enjoy, you know, the weekend and all that. And, you know, normally when you're hosting people, you'd be like, hey, yeah, let's play the courses that I play. Teed had never played either of these courses. So had no course knowledge for us, had no advantage over us, still beat us, but like had no advantage over us, was like, had no idea how far, like one of the courses was 45 minutes from his house. I was like, Teed, take us to, <laughs> take us to yeah. your course, man. Like, it's good. But uh, I just thought that was funny. Good old Teed, man. He's, he's a good time. And, um miss having it's been so long since we have the three of us on the podcast it felt so like just felt like a, a an ongoing podcast on the course just with the different stuff going on and all that um but but yeah looking forward to, to number three have to switch it up i don't know where we'll, we'll have to plan something out uh but have to have to go out and i've i've even been thinking like i would love to do i've never done like a golf only trip and I think that would be fun for us to do. No offense to everybody else, but I think it'd be fun to go do like 36 holes in a day. Um, oh, and yeah. make it like a golf golf trip, you know what I mean? So, um, and, and get, get more courses out there as well. Cause there's again, plenty of courses in that area, plenty of good reviews out there. I was happy with what, where we did play, but I think it'd be even cool, cooler to play some other courses as well. So, um, yeah, we did also see the, the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen as far as a golf course goes, um, when we passed Meadowbrook oh, yeah. up there, um, I'm sure there are some good folks at that club, but outside looking in, there were caddies and I passed the first time I passed the course, I saw the caddies. And so I said, okay, like that's, that course is legit. Uh -huh. Um, you know, they've, they've got caddies, you know, it's probably a serious thing. Um, but then the next time we passed that court, that course going to dinner, um, they still had carts. And so I was like, well, that's weird. Um, so we got a little bit further down the road and the course was still there. And I saw that the, I'm, I'm guessing the members were riding the carts and the caddies were still walking the bags, which I, I that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen personally. Um, I did not understand that at all. I really felt bad for the caddies. I mean, obviously they, they probably signed up for it. So they knew that they were getting into, but man, what a, what a bad end of the deal. Yeah, man. I, I was telling you in the car, like I've never played i I've never played a course that had caddies or anything like that. So I've never had exposure to it. So I don't know if that's normal behavior, but it does not seem like normal behavior. I, I hated to see that. Yeah, yeah. Any, any time that I've ever seen caddies, you were walking or, I mean, even if they had push carts, like you were still like you as the golfer was still walking like then this club had carts yeah. and caddies. So I don't know. I, that was disappointing to see. I'll throw that out there. Yeah. Um, 
Give, I mean, hey, at least hey. give the guys carts. I mean, sure, I'm yeah. cool with the members riding on the carts, but or give them like the little cart, the cart buggies, or the, yeah, you know the the new motorcycle looking things. Right. Like, yeah, you're a country club, you can afford that. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know the logistics of most courses, but that definitely seemed off to me. Um, I mean, it was completely private course, so nothing that we were going to get on anyways. But wouldn't wanna after what I saw. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but anyways, uh, anything, anything else from the from the weekend stood out? I think we we covered it all. Um, as far as a good trip overall. Uh, but any other shout outs that you wanna wanna give for the for the bag strip number two? I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, we can talk just a little more. A couple things golf related. Uh, Keegan Bradley won the Travelers. Um, of course, you know we we didn't get to watch much of the 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 weekend. I think we turned it on on Thursday when we got to the the Airbnb. Uh, watched a little bit, and I watched. Um, I'd say most of the most of the afternoon coverage, mostly because there was uh, some tornadoes and stuff going on here in Indiana. So I mostly turned on the news to to see what was going on with all that. But then they kind of had it picture in picture. So. I was watching the golf, but not hearing the commentating as much. Uh, Keegan Bradley won in convincing fashion. Rory showed up. Ricky showed up. JT showed up. About freaking time, JT. Thank you for showing signs of life. He's you know fighting on the on the outside a little bit, trying to get back into that top seventy, which supposedly will be important. We don't know with PGA and PIF and all that stuff if that's actually even going to matter, but. The way that they structured it is that you don't secure your card unless you're inside the top 70. I think before this weekend was on like 78. So outside looking in. So definitely important for him. You know, there's only, I mean, dude, it's again, it's July 4th next weekend. Um, we have, or next week we have the, the British open coming up. Elevated events are kind of winding down. Now it's getting the playoff season. Like opportunities are dwindling to, secure your spot in the top 70. So very glad that we're seeing JT sh- so show some signs of life. Um, but any other thoughts? I know you, you caught a little cat nap, um, so not able to, to watch much of the Travelers, but anything you wanted to share uh, outside, of, outside of that? Yeah, I mean, by the time that I got home, um, we left Michigan, um, had about a four-hour drive. So by the time that I got home, was pretty tired. Um, I think I fell asleep when they were on like the 10th or 11th, um, woke up to Keegan tapping in maybe on 16. So I watched the last two holes with the picture in picture, um, given the tornado thing, um, which I hope everybody's okay there. Um, never want to see that happen to anybody. So hopefully we're all good there. Um, I know there was a couple devastating spots hit, so hopefully, um, those people can regroup um community come together and help each other out um but yeah the seeing keegan win you know that was that's kind of considered his hometown tournament um he said that before so it was cool to see that uh for him um i think we've seen that a couple times now um you know nick taylor winning you know the canada open it seemed like with the rbc um and now you know we see Keegan win uh, at home kind of. So that was pretty cool to see um, gets his sixth tour victory. Um, and how cool would it be to have, you know, a win your tournament like that 
and then you know your kids run out and yeah and tell you good job dad and, and whatnot so um as much of a softy as as i am anymore like that one almost hit almost hit too hard um the there may have been some extra rain around my house had <laughs> i kept watching that a little bit more but um super proud of you know of how he was able to finish it off yeah no it was good to see i think it was like seeing him the week before miss the cut he's out on father's day you know playing putt putt with his boys and then turn turn around a week later celebrating on the 18th green with them their own little trophies all that good stuff like that was that was cool to see i you know i'm I'm not a huge keegan bradley fan like I, it, nothing against him like i've just never like been you know i really like i've i've known the name but like i just feel like he's never really been towards the top like i know he was what well, i think towards the top in the u.s open last year um going into the weekend and all that so like got a little peek into to his story a little bit but don't follow him too closely but seems like a very good dude um and, and happy for him i think life-changing money of course i'm sure he's making plenty of money already but with these elevated purses and i saw a 3.6 million dollar payday which is always nice to see um mm-hmm. and yeah just it, it's cool to you know you, you see the roms and scotties and rory's and those types of guys winning these elevated events but then you also see hideyama and, and keegan bradley and uh some of those guys winning as well so just just goes to show you that week in week out uh golf can change and um that that's the exciting thing about the sport is it's not always the the top dogs that are winning um but i know there was a you know not as much juice in the tank for for a lot of people um out there coming right off of a major championship so didn't take you know anybody that missed the cut or didn't have a good performance didn't take too much weight with that because uh, they were coming fresh off of lacc um, and had to fly all the way across the country and adjust to that so um really don't have anything exciting with i'm trying to think like they have the scottish open in a couple weeks and then it's the the british open so and i know they just call it the open now so sorry for that but um looking forward to to all of that and then next thing you know it's playoff time fedex cup playoffs and then who knows what happens to the golf world after all that because things are going to be changing very very quickly and we don't know what that looks like at all um but yeah you got the Ryder cup after the playoffs yeah Ryder cup will be i'm very excited for that it's gonna be the first time i cheer against rory in a long time so excited to to um have all that we'll have plenty plenty of coverage around that as well um anything else in the golf world you want to shout out before we wrap this episode up yeah so probably it's going to be a weekly occurrence now but um if we can you know really focus our attention again on uh on our scholarship opportunity you know the fundraiser that we're doing um to raise money for the travis share growing the the game scholarship um we've already had a couple people fill out the donation sheet um, we've got a couple of verbal commitments, so excited there. Um, so yeah, if, if, you know, if you find it in your heart that you want to donate to a good cause, um, hundred percent of this money is going to go back to two student athletes, um, that, that will end up choosing. So, um, help out the, you know, the youngsters, um, help out the, you know, the new people to the golf, the golf game. Um, so yeah, just, uh, keep that in the back of our minds and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be here before we know it. So we really got to get dialed in and, you know, yeah. we think that Scott will be coming down coach Scott. Coach um, Scott. So that'll be exciting to have him there with us if he's able to. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, 
We're going to birdie the whole thing. We're gonna, I have faith in us. I have faith in us. I think that there's, I think that, I think we'll be dialed in. I think that it's, it's not going to be an easy challenge by any means, but I'm confident that I'm more confident, let's just say, uh, than I was at, at the more golf I play. So I'm getting a little more confident every day. Um, so excited for that. But yeah, September 18th is just around the corner. So make sure that you pledge donations. Make sure that you check out the GoFundMe. A lot of ways to get involved, whether it's birdies, eagles, full sponsors, hole-in-one, miscellaneous donations. There's a lot of ways to do it. And, of course, if you're a student athlete that, that plays on any of the golf teams at Greenfield Central, Eastern Hancock, uh, would love the application and, and love to give you the, the opportunity to um, you know, get some, get some funds towards college and, and all that good stuff as well. So, um, last thing I want to shout out as we talk about college golf, shout out Happy Gilmore, local Indiana kid, um, getting an opportunity to go to Ball State, which is where both you and I went. Also, Teed went there. Um, so we love Ball State. Chirp, chirp. Congrats, Happy. He went viral, uh, on, on Twitter. So that, I'm sure that's awesome for him and his family. Uh, hoping to get him on the podcast here soon to to talk through all of that. So just wanted to to get a shout out to to old Happy Gilmore uh, going to going to Ball State here soon. So um, anything else? I think we covered it. I think we're good, man. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Go donate. Go check us out. Thanks for joining the the bags uh, journey, and we will see you guys. Uh, may be delayed on with the Fourth of July being on Tuesday. Might be a little delayed. We may take next week off. Um, so make sure you keep up with us on Twitter, but either way, um, content, um, and on all of that's always available here on the podcast feed. So we'll see you guys next week. Well, maybe we'll see you guys soon. Hey everyone, we are the Below Average Golfers and we are raising money for the Travis Sherritt Growing the Golf Game Scholarship. On September 18th, 2023, we are each tasked with birdieing all 18 holes at Arrowhead Golf Club in Greenfield, Indiana. The course has been generous enough to give us special permission to play from the time that the course opens until the time it closes. The Travis Sherritt Growing the Game Scholarship is targeted to help student athletes on the golf teams at Eastern Hancock High School and Greenfield Central High School here in Indiana, which is where Owen and I uh, went to school. As 18 and 10 handicappers, this is a tall task, but we are up for the challenge and would love your help with donations. There are many ways to donate. You can donate for each birdie made, maximum of 36 birdies, each eagle made, if we hit a hole in one, and then if you're a corporation or if you just want to sponsor a hole, you can do that. And if you're just generous enough to contribute to this, you can donate to the scholarship fund directly. To get involved, please visit the links in the description below. There, you will see more information on the challenge, a Google form to pledge donations, and a GoFundMe to make miscellaneous donations. After the challenge is complete, we will be going through the process of selecting winners for this scholarship. If you're a student athlete that participates in golf at Eastern Hancock or Greenfield Central and you're interested, Please see the details below to learn how to apply. For a cause that means so much to us, we're super thankful for anybody that decides to donate. And we hope that we can birdie all of those and maximize the donations for this scholarship.